to another episode of the Happy Endings Only podcast. I'm your host, Cindy. And I'm your host, Regina. And today we are actually meeting in person for the first time. In after, a long time. After our <laughs> our double dose of the Pfizer vaccine. <laughs> so now we can record in person for all of you. And this movie that we're doing this week is a, a 90-95 classic. <laughs> Based on the Jane Austen novel, Emma. Yeah. It's Clueless. <laughs> so, okay. We're gonna start the review, the podcast episode mm. with a rundown of what happened. We actually... So, Clueless is not available in any streaming platform. It's so <gasps> annoying. It used to be well, available. Well, it was, yeah. It used to be in Netflix. And it was on Netflix for a while, and then it had gone to HBO, and then it went back to Netflix, and then now it's gone. Yeah, so it's the most annoying thing in the world yeah. that when we decided that we want to do this episode, it's just nowhere in the streaming world, even though we do have HBO and Netflix. Uh, Netflix and Hulu. And Hulu. And, and Disney+. Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not there. So what happened was I went to the free library... And I went and rented, you know, the free library in Philadelphia be clutch and they mm. be having the, the Clueless episode, uh, no, the Clueless episode, the Clueless DVD. The fact that you have a library card still is like crazy to me. Yeah, so I rented it out from my library and uh, if anyone of you is like listening and can't, <laughs> can't, can't watch this movie anywhere, so either you buy it, you rent it, or go to the free library mm-hmm. like I did. <laughs> Anyway, let's go to the rundown of the movie. You want to give us a head start? Yes. So for anyone who's never watched this movie, essentially, yes, it's a modern spin on the classic tale of Emma by Jane Austen. So we are introduced to our main character. Her name is Cher, Cher Horowitz. And she's essentially like this rich girl in Beverly Hills. Her dad is this tough lawyer, litigator, litigator, right? And so she lives in the mansion and like... Yeah. But the, the, the sad thing is like her mom died when she was really young. Yeah. And her dad has been in a string of relationships essentially. So he's been remarried before. And um, all of her friends go to like Beverly Hills High School and they're very like affluent and etc. But also she has this like best friend well okay yeah so she has the best friend and they're both friends because the quote from them is like they're friends because they both know what it feels like for other people to be jealous of them and they're both named after these old singers who now do infomercials her best friend's name is dion after like dion warwick and then share after like share obviously so share and dion is best friends and both of them can't drive too so that's like the similarity that they have so there are the two it girls, very yes. popular girl in the what's her school name? Beverly Hills High School. Well, some like some high school, yeah, some affluent high school. No, I think it's actually called Beverly Hills High School. Okay, <laughs> yeah, and and Dion is dating dating Murray Murray, who is also a popular boy, right? Yes. So all of them are like this popular clique. Yeah, they have like some other people in their group as well, like Elton, he's the son of a music exec and he's supposed to be like the it guy also, very rich, very handsome, etc. So we're introduced to this like posse Mm -hmm. of very popular kids, Mm -hmm. but we're also introduced to uh, Cher's ex 
stepbrother. Mm-hmm. So this is the son of the women that used to be married to Cher's dad. Yep. And then, but the relationship ended a long time ago. But for some reason, uh, Josh, the ex stepbrother, uh, still maintains a friendly or at least familial relationship with Cher's dad, which then leads him to hang around in the house and have a semi uh, okay relationship with Cher as well. The fact that he said like you divorce wives, not children, was like very telling, obviously. But yeah. yeah, so essentially that's the whole breakdown of her life. Yeah, and Josh is a freshman in college. He wants to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So and then shares that as a lawyer. So he's hanging around the house a lot for uh, quote unquote experience. experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we get more into the story. Share is. So Cher is a girl who's like street smart, you know. So she's like going places. She, yeah, I, I think I think she's like very clever, but she's resourceful in the things that she knows will benefit her, kind of in a superficial way. But because of that, her focus can be kind of scattered, and so she's very naive in the same sense. Um, so like for example, she is in this debate class and. She makes her points, yeah. but like the way that she makes her points have absolutely nothing to do with any of the topics that she's talking about. But it kind of lands, you know? Yeah. Her argument lands, but... The logic is there, (laughs) the way... So it's kind of like doing math, right? It's kind of like when your teacher asks you to show the work, but you can't do it, but you still got the right answer, you know? (laughs) That's what I feel about her. And so, yeah, I have respect for this girl, but it's like, okay, do you. Yeah, so... In keeping the like the the same line like the original Emma novel, so Cher receives a bad grade from this debate class. Yeah. So she got a C. So she wanted to, uh, well, I guess increase her grade, mm-hmm. right? And instead of uh, doing what everyone will do, she devised like a whole. Oh, she decided that the reason why her grades are bad is because her teachers are unhappy are unhappy and how can she make her teacher happy is by setting, setting up, up setting up two of her like single teachers mm-hmm. together for her ultimate benefit in the end <laughs> right so yeah. she brought her debate teacher together with i don't know what she's a teacher of environmental teacher like well so she, social studies social maybe? studies teacher and so they she brought together Mr. Hall and Miss Jice together yeah. and she staged like a meet cute and <laughs> and she thought that she's doing it for the benefit of for their benefit but also for her benefit. Yes. But it's mainly for her benefit. Yeah. Right, let's exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so she enjoy she 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 thinks that she's helping other people, right? So she enjoys in like giving. Yeah. So now she's like fresh and this idea of like I'm helping people. I'm, helping I'm doing people. good deeds, right? So, so there's a new girl. Yes. In school. Yes. Her name is Ty, right? And uh, Ty is just like a fresh out of the water situation, mm-hmm. right? She is. She She needs some guidance. Yeah. I so think. she's the new girl. She's clueless. And then Cher saw this as an opportunity to like. Take maybe. her under her wing. Yeah, right? so maybe let's bring her under her wing, help her, like, dress her nice, yeah. do a makeover on her, yeah. and 
And that'll be my good deed. Like her project for doing good. <laughs> right. Yeah, so she did that. She And then Tai is happy, right? Because mm-hmm. like she wanted to make friends. She wanted to have friends. But Tai is still very much like trying to figure out um, where she stands. So she befriends one of the like Slacker. skater. Yeah, skater boys. Um, who Cher says are not like respectable, right? And you can think of this in the dichotomy of like what high school is like, especially in the 90s and early 2000s. Like you have your cliques and you stick with them. And so Ty is, I mean, it's alluded to like she's a smoker, like she's into weed, she's like into skating, all that other stuff. But Cher is trying to make her become quote unquote like better. Or like the popular kids. Yeah. Or like becoming more like her. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. yeah, and so Cher sees the sparks between her and Travis as a bad thing. So she then tries to then... Uh, set, set Ty up with, with Elton, right. a popular guy mm-hmm. who we can see as the viewer, like, he doesn't have any interest in Ty. No. But for some reason, Cher thinks that this is, like, an excellent match. Let me match make this too, Yeah, right? and the reason why she chooses Elton is because, like, he is one of her close friends and he had just gotten out of a relationship with some other girl. So he figures like this is a good time for the two of them, like Ty and Elton to, you know, come together and be a couple. Yep. So one of the ways that she's trying to bring Ty and Elton together is going to a party. Like, of course, all high schools, they have house parties. Mm -hmm. And in this party, uh, you can see how Elton is trying to get close to Cher mm-hmm. instead of Ty, but Cher thinks of it as, because Ty is always with her, mm-hmm. so she thought that Elton's expenses are actually for Ty. And, and so, that her plan is working. And that her right? plan is working, yes. Yeah. So she still have a good heart in her. Mm-hmm. She didn't realize that Elton was actually taking an interest on her. So the party happens, and then there were some mishaps that happened and I think they were trying to go home. They needed point. a ride home, right? Yeah, so she and she, she and Ty needs mm-hmm. a ride home. Yep. There's two cars, right? Mm-hmm. There's Elton and there's like some, some other, other girl. Th- some other girl who offers to give them a ride home, right? Mm-hmm. And then Cher tries to push Ty to go home with Elton. But... But... <laughs> logistically speaking, it doesn't work out. And essentially what happens is Ty gets dropped off home by this other girl and Cher is stuck in this car with Elton. Elton. Yep. And on the way home, Elton takes a detour somewhere and uh-huh. try to make advances on Cher, uh-huh. which led her to, oh my god, so you don't like Ty? You like me? Yeah. Right? And then she got upset over it, which resulted in her just ex- exiting the car. Yes. Right? Because, of course, like he tried to kiss her like twice, right? Mm-hmm. And then she wasn't about it, so mm-hmm. she left the car. And then he drove off. Mm-hmm. In the middle of wherever. Douchebag move. Yep. Fair douchebag move. Because like even in Legally Blonde, right? The the douchebag ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. still drove her home. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> no, you mentioned that. Warner, right? yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. So she's left stranded in this middle of like the corner bodega or whatever. <laughs> and of course, what happens to her? Yeah. And then, so she tries to call for help, I guess. On her cell phone. On right? her cell phone. And then she got... Uh, robbed at gunpoint. She Yeah, she got robbed at gunpoint. And then so she lost her phone. She lost her purse. Apparently ruins her dress. Ruins her dress. And the only thing that's inside is a payphone. Uh-huh. And for some reason, I guess she remembers... The only number that she remembers is, is Josh's. Josh's 
her her ex stepbrother's phone. Who is currently like hooking up with a girl, by the way, <laughs> and he picks up the phone to basically bail her out of her situation with the date too. Yeah, in the car. In the car. Yeah. So there, during the car ride, you could see like uh, he has some admiration towards Cher, right? Yeah. I don't know that it's full-blown into, like, they have feelings, but you can tell that they, like, click. Mm. And and even Cher, I think she can kind of see that, you know, when Josh is with another girl, that she also feels some type of way. She always needs to, like, insert herself. But they're not there yet. Yeah. So this is the end of their, like, their night, right? She decides to retire from trying to set up time with Elton. Mm-hmm. But she has another thing occupying her mind because right at this point, a new student transferred into their high school. Yep. A dashing young boy by the name of Christian. Yes. Who dresses really well, Mm -hmm. you know, because like Cher made it a point that she doesn't want to date high school boys Mm -hmm. because of the way that they talk, the way that they dress. Mm -hmm. Not interested in any of that. Um, And he is kind of like this rat pack, 50-ish, like, suave yeah and then he, he just have like a really uh well like a charmingly beautiful look right mm-hmm. for a guy right mm-hmm. and then he looks nice he very clean cut clean cut yeah. like he's not like one of the slacker boys that she dislikes so much yeah so she wants to make advances at him mm-hmm. right so if like oh i finally found a high school boy that i want to date yeah Right? So she started to send herself flowers, starting to send herself chocolate mm-hmm. in order to try to get his attention, which kind of worked in Because he's, yeah, he then, like, asked her, you know, like, what do you know about any parties that are coming up? Like, we should go, etc. So they end up setting up a date, right? So yeah. they're going on uh, Josh's friend's, friend's like, party. party. Which Josh doesn't attend. Initially. Initially. Yeah. Yeah, initially he's just like, okay, well, anyways, Christian comes over to Cher's mansion to pick her up for this party, and, you know, the whole, like, dad being protective and kind of, like, threatening him if he was gonna hurt Cher, and Josh is sitting there next to the dad the entire time. Supposedly helping the dad, right? Yeah, being, like, this protective brother also, and so Cher leaves in this, like, gorgeous white dress. And so you can tell that Josh feels some type of way because it's kind of like, hmm, she's going out with him. I should I should go see what it's about. Like I'll I'll keep an eye out on her for you. <laughs> so she decides to go to the party too. Yeah. <laughs> and so they get to the party and Cher and Christian are hitting it off. They're on the dance floor. And us, again, as the viewers, we see the things that Cher does not see. Mm-hmm. Which is that he is very obviously gay. Mm. You are totally barking up the wrong tree, girl. But she's, like, so into this fantasy. That he, she can't see. Yeah. Right? The things that we see. Because she, she was like, oh, he doesn't even talk to any, any other girls uh-huh. here. He's so sweet. He only cares about me. That yeah. He doesn't even hit up any of the girls. Yeah. Where he's so obviously hitting it up with the male bartender. Right, right. <laughs> but at the same time, in the background, Elton is now pursuing this other girl, Amber, who's kind of also, like, an it girl, but she's kind of always in Cher's, like, shadow. And so, yeah, that's happening. Ty comes, and she sees that, and she's hurt, obviously, because she still isn't over Elton. And unfortunately, because Cher has a date with Christian, um, Ty is left by herself, just kind of in the corner, 
feeling embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And so they spot Josh and he's there, like finally at the party. And while, you know, Cher is dancing with Christian, guess what Josh does? Yeah, so I think Josh is doing Ty a solid. Because yeah. Ty is like obviously so awkward and out of place. Uh-huh. Plus she's still like jealous because Elton is dancing with Amber. So uh-huh. Josh decides to do her a solid by dancing with her, right? Mm-hmm. Making her feel less alone. Yes. Which I think it's not explained here, but in a later like in a later part of the movie they kind of explained that this is where Ty's crush kind of developed on Josh mm-hmm. right so from this point on like Ty sort of see Josh in a different light yes but it's not shown yet so yeah. we only see like well Josh is being the nice guy the crumbs are being left there yeah right okay so next part is like I think Cher is still like on her fantasy land, on her fantasy land that she thinks that Christian is straight mm-hmm. when he's obviously not. So, so he calls her the next day, the way that he said that he would. Yeah, and to to ask her to basically in today's term Netflix and chill. Right, right. He's coming over with some VHS <laughs> to watch it together oh with Cher. So this is a mo- like a nineteen ninety five Netflix and chill. Yeah, Cher obviously gets super exci- excited mm-hmm. about it. She did. A whole makeover mm-hmm. she wear her like tiniest dress mm-hmm. right she's trying to seduce elton oh no, wait, wait why is her name elton yeah christian his <laughs> yes. name is christian guys yeah okay so she tries to seduce christian yeah but we can see that christian is not about it it's not about it no. and then she and but he's up. very ni- i will say like he is very nice still because even though he's turning down her advances, he's not trying to outright embarrass her. Yeah. So we don't know for sure whether or not he's he's doing this intentionally, yeah. or is he trying to just make friends? Mm-hmm. Is he trying to like actually take advantage of Cher, or like is he trying to make Cher his beard, mm-hmm. or he's just totally clueless about the whole yeah. thing? So yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're not sure. We're not here to judge on Christian, but basically, Cher was like super upset about it right because it it didn't go anywhere it didn't go anywhere and then she thought that the problem was with her you know like maybe i'm not sexy enough why is he not attracted to me so he let she laments that to dion and murray who are you know in the car driving while murray is trying to teach dion how to drive again prefacing this neither of these girls can drive yeah both of them can't drive are really bad yeah so during this car ride murray is like basically giving the ice cold water truth <laughs> on Cher. I'm sorry, girly. He's not into girls. He's gay. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she's just like totally taken aback by it because, you know, how could I not see this? And what is wrong with me? All of that other stuff. And this, unfortunately, is put on the back burner because, again, they can't drive. And th- where do they end up? On the freeway. Yeah. Almost and, dying. Yeah, so they almost died, which then enforces, like, Cher's need to have someone to hold her. Because like, she life. sees that Murray and Dion are, like, you know, caressing each other, whatever. After like, their after their near-death experience. Yes. Like, so she wanted that for herself. Yes. Right? So now she's looking for a partner. Yeah, so she's active. Maybe it's not Christian, even though Christian is a good friend, mm-hmm. a good, like, shopping partner, right, and everything. But she still wants... A boyfriend, mm-hmm. right? And in the midst of this, Ty is started to become like an it girl, yeah, of the sort. She's trying. She she's garnering more attention. Yeah, to before herself. she was kind of timid. She was kind of like just following Cher's step. But mm-hmm. now she's kind of still like she's kind of already stepping on her own. And Cher right? Cher's kind of like 
you know, she's a little bit selfish. So she likes things the way that they are because she's always been the most popular girl. And so I think she thinks that Ty is coming onto her turf and taking over and she feels kind of like hurt about it. And essentially they go to the mall and, you know, Cher is shopping with Christian. I think they finally kind of like set it up where it's just like, okay, we're really good friends. And Ty ends up in this like precarious situation where the guys that she was talking to almost throw her off the ledge yeah jokingly or not so jokingly we're not sure but definitely after this whole uh debacle right which then christian saves her from the clutches another near Near death death experience quote unquote right so this story kind of become big in their high school so Ty got a newfound popularity from- Because she exacerbates what happened. Yeah. And essentially, that's just exploiting the situation so that she gets even more attention from other people. And this starts to get on Cher's nerves again because, like, you know, her social standing is kind of being threatened by her own protege. Yeah, and then all of the cool kids wanted to talk to Ty mm-hmm. and then making plans with Ty. Mm-hmm. And then Ty now barely have any time for share, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, it's one of the things. So she's starting to, well, I don't know if like she's trying to regret her own creation. <laughs> but it's kind of like, yeah, I, I, I'm the one who made her the way that it is and now it's starting to backfire. And so Cher is in this horrible mood for a couple of days. Yeah, which then coincides with her driver's license test. Driving test, yeah. right? Uh, which she, she flunks. Horribly. Horribly. She almost killed someone. She almost killed a biker. Dude, she, she hit a parked car. She hit a parked car. She hit a curb. Uh, she was driving. Well, it's bad. It's bad. I don't think she should be allowed to drive ever. Like, ever. So <laughs> yeah. So she went home in this really sour mood because she she flunks her driver's license. Josh is there playing right? hacky sack, playing hacky sack with Ty. Yeah. Right. Because now we learned that Ty is trying to put her advances on Josh. Mm-hmm. Right. So so during this whole thing, then Cher is already having a bad day. Yeah. As is. Yeah. And then Ty starts to. Well, I guess starts to unload on her her problems. Like even though like Cher is already like obviously in a very bad mood, just Ty just con- con- constantly just talking about herself, mm-hmm. right? Like oh, I- I'm gonna get rid of Elton stuff. Like even though they, they didn't really have mm-hmm. anything to begin with, but like yeah, like I want you to help me like get over get over Elton by by helping me secure a new guy that i like yeah and his name is josh by the way so (laughs) share so share is like upset about this but she's not sure why she's upset about it at this point yeah but she's not she's not mean about it she's like maybe maybe it wouldn't work out between you i don't think it it will work out are you sure he likes you that way like what makes you think that and you know for a teenage girl who has a new crush and she's going to kind of like almost her best friend and the friend isn't necessarily like outright supportive uh ty gets defensive yeah and then which then goes uh which then (laughs) blurt out the most famous insult, mm-hmm. I guess, in this whole movie is like, well, what do you know, Cher? You're a virgin who, who can't, can't drive, drive, right? Ouch. So that was way harsh. 
according to Cher herself. So this relationship is strained, right? Uh-huh. She was really upset. She went on a walk, on her self-reflective walk, mm-hmm. basically, just thinking about what had happened. Like she's just processing it. Like why am I even upset that Ty wants to like Josh? Right? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't bother me this much. It's her life. Like he's not even cute, and I don't know why she would be interested in him until yeah. So during this whole reflective walk, she finally realized that well, over uh, after all, maybe I love Josh, mm-hmm. right? So that's the realization that she come into. But then all of her interactions with Josh are super awkward moving forward because she doesn't know how to act around him now and she's just kind of like keeping her distance but even that would be weird because they're usually you know like together yeah so the way that she wants to show her change Mm -hmm. is by basically want to be a better person right she so because she can't resort to her old ways of trying to get the guy by or matchmaking right matchmaking sending herself flowers it doesn't work like that Mm -hmm. so she wants to better herself Mm -hmm. so she can become a better person then then i guess will be more likable right Mm -hmm. by anyone plus josh because josh is always very big about like making the world a better place right yeah and so she's going to try to do that. And at school, there's uh, this campaign because there is a environmental disaster in California, I guess, at the time. And so she wants to get involved and yeah. she... She becomes the captain mm-hmm. of this relief, right? So she she helps her... She starts to be helpful like with her dad, mm-hmm. right? She, but we we also know that she's a very caring person. She is, like yeah. from the beginning, yeah. right? She she cares about like her like people in around her. She takes care of her dad. She takes care of her dad, yeah. right? So so she continues to do that, and Josh, I guess, sees that, right? Mm-hmm. And then started to see Cher in a different light. Yes. you know, even though she's like clueless, but she's very charmingly yes. so, you know. Yeah. So after a whole altercation. Uh, because Cher kind of messes up her dad's work mm-hmm. a little bit, which wasn't her fault technically, yeah. you know. But like, so she messes up a little bit, right? Yeah. Which then caused her dad's coworker to get mad at her. Yeah. Which then Josh come to her defense, mm-hmm. right? And then he defended her. Tries to comfort her. Try to comfort her, which then <laughs> resulted in a whole very cute but awkward exchange on a staircase. Yes. That then led to their first kiss. Yes. And we are... Oh, so we learned after that that they started dating after that, mm-hmm. right? And then all of them come to... Uh, what's what's their name? Mr. Ms. Geist. Hall. Yeah, Miss Geist and Mr. Hall. This Wedding. Is also after, like... Ty and Cher make up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they made up there. The they made up because, um, you know, they both go to Travis's... Apparently, he goes and... Um, he quits his addictions, right? And so he's going through the 12 steps and he's trying to make amends. So he invites Cher to come to his skateboarding competition of which Ty is also there. And that's when Cher realizes like, oh, Ty, you know, like we messed up and we miss each other, etc. And now Cher is supportive of Ty being with Travis. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, everyone kind of just, like, ties everything up in a nice bow. Yeah, and they all come to Mr. Hall and Miss Geist's wedding. And they end with a bouquet throw. Cher catches catches the bouquet. And they... Like, prize it out of someone's clutches. Yeah, Yeah. and then Cher and Josh 
shares a kiss, mm-hmm. and that's the end of the movie. Yay. It's a very feel good, like very cute mm-hmm. teen movie that's very genre defining. <laughs> Era defining. It's like a classic now. Yeah, right? it's a classic. So let's move into the scoring now, na mm-hmm. as we've been doing in ten episodes now. Oh well, <laughs> ten episodes with today. Yeah, is that we're gonna judge our movies by ten criteria, and the first criteria is the opening. What would you rate the opening, na? I gave the opening a five. Yes, I also give right? it a five. Part of it is the music. Part of it's the aesthetic. Um, a lot of it is really, I mean, you said it while we were watching the movie, um, and this probably will go into another grading factor, but her narrations coming in, I think really helped set up the stage, but like they started off with kids in America blasting in the background yep, and just like these girls, um, in the back of a Jeep and like driving around Beverly Hills. It's very just like cute and what you expect. Um, and they do it well. Yeah. It's very, I, I also give this a five. Because also all of that, you know, the aesthetic, mm-hmm. the music, everything was on point. Yep. Plus the narration just cracks the <laughs> hell out of me. It's just like like Alicia Silverstone, Silverstone yes. is just made for a share, right? Because yeah, her yeah. voice and her narration is just everything, yeah. right? Plus the fact that they did the whole uh, rich girl five really well. Yeah. She have a whole revolving uh, closet mm-hmm. plus a touchscreen. Uh, outfit selector that wasn't like I don't know this is 95 y'all I don't know if that's even a thing right back in the day right but the fact that they put that much detail into the opening to show like she's rich rich yeah you know right like during this time of like the pay uh, pay phone and then the mm. landlines mm-hmm. she have a freaking touchscreen wardrobe right crazy <laughs> so i give this a five because like the whole details and then it's so iconic right even like with the even now like the uh the media these days mm-hmm. if they are doing like a clueless clueless homage i guess there's always the yellow plaid it's always the the outfit that she wore yeah. in the beginning yeah right so it's very iconic mm-hmm. i give it a five so let's talk about the romance so the romance is the second criteria what would you give the romance a score off. You're gonna hate me, but I so I gave this a four. I docked a point specifically just because, although I really do think Josh and Cher should be together and that they are made for one another, the fact that they used to be step siblings, I get it. There's no legality around it. There's no like blood in it, and etc. And then we even just, had yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. yeah. We, we had a whole discussion about it while watch, watching the movie, right? Yeah. Is, is it weird? Is it not weird? Is it weird? But they're cute. But yeah. But yeah. I give this a 5 out of 5. Mm-hmm. And you know, even though it's weird for you now, you know me. I love all of the taboo aspects. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the ex brother genre... Sign me up. I mean, I like him. I, I five like out of five. Him. Yeah, I like Josh and I like Paul Rudd. Both of them are very cute, and then I like the fact that so not just look wise, right? Yeah. But personality wise, yeah, they true. seem to match together really well, even though they're like polar opposites, mm. right? He, what she cares about and what he cares about are like totally very different, different. Thing, but for some reason, they match. You know, and then they watch this cartoon together yeah. while eating hot Cheetos. Yeah. <gasps> They're so cute. Anyway, I give this a 5 out of 5. I know the whole 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I will say I get why they did it because obviously, again, this is an Emma adaptation and the whole thing with Emma and Mr. Knightley are, it's almost like a brother and sister relationship. Mm-hmm. So I see why they did it the way that yeah. they did it. But then the, in the original Emma, right, Mr. Knightley is more of a protege, right, of the dead. Or just like a, a close friend of the family. Close they, friend they, of the family they, because, they because Emma's sister is married to Mr. Knightley's brother. So they're already like always in the same circle because of the familial bonds. But again, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, how do you feel about like your sister mm. getting married to the brother of your... Yeah. You know, you know so, what I mean? Like, so we did have a discussion afterwards. Like how weird is that to, to, to break that to the family? Yeah. You know, to tell like your ex-mother... Your ex stepmother, like, hey, I'm dating, I'm dating, dating your son. son, and then telling the dad, like, hey, I'm dating your daughter now, or yeah. even their whole high school class who knew them as step siblings, yeah. And now, okay, I guess we're dating. Okay, but, but you know, sometimes I wonder if it's like since they're trying to be like Beverly Hills, mm. Hollywood. There's a lot of like divorce, remarriage, and you know, like if we're looking at like the 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 Hollywood families now, it's like there's a lot of like cross cross family relationship you know you know it's like this person married and then so like the kardashians and then the hadiths are like sort of connected so i i i i wonder if they're trying to like mimic that whole hollywood feel you know back in the day or i wonder if hollywood is now trying to mimic that feel oh you're right Mm. that comfort so (laughs) you're right okay (laughs) let's move on to the next criteria the next criteria is the comedy part of it. And what would you give the comedy a, uh, a score of now? I gave this a five. Yay! I there, also give this a five! There are so many good one-liners. Um, the My particular favorite is Paul Rudd's, like, as Josh. When she <laughs> asks him, like, what, is, what was it? Like, I think how she do we make like, the world yeah. a better place? Like, how do I become a better person? Yeah, and he basically can, says... How can I make a, the world a better, better place? place? And he basically just, like offshoots saying like how about sterilization (laughs) like that's so mean and and the 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 other thing that makes it funny is they think about how those moving parts happen right and so you have ty sitting in the background just like cackling in the back and you know Cher's not about it but those specific reactions Mm -hmm. throughout the entire movie make the comedy relatable and it resonates with you because you remember it in the end yeah, and then all of the lines, I feel it's, like, very funny. Yeah. And then it's very memorable, like, the way that they say, like, so, okay. Like, even, like, the way that she always starts her debate with, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, and then the narration, too. Yeah. You know, I feel like the movie wouldn't be as funny without Cher's narration. Probably. Because she went through, like, this whole self-reflective walk. And then, like, so she narrates this thing in her yeah. head. And then she saw a Christian Dior stand. And was like, ooh. Do they have that on my side? Oh, she did that during when she was introducing her teachers. You remember? Um, she was like showing us all of her teachers in a faculty lounge, and then she just like veers off, kind of like a oh, dog yeah. seeing a squirrel. She's oh, like, oh, sneakers! sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's very funny. It's very well done. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, and we're seeing it from Cher's perspective. perspective, right? So a five out of five from both of us. Mm-hmm. Yay! Okay, next next criteria is the female lead. What would you give this a score of now? I gave it a four. Okay. Well, Be- okay. Let's hear your reasons. Yeah. So the reason why I gave Cher a four is because I think she's very clever. I think she's good on her feet. She's just lacking a little. And I think that's kind of what you want in a main character. Yeah. But 
the the issue kind of the same way as I have a gripe with Emma, especially if anyone knows the story of Emma. Mm. It's like again, you create your own problems, and most most um, main characters create their own problems. But because she's coming from this like mass affluent world, like these types of struggles are just so trivial and so arbitrary that it's like, girl, really, this is your struggle. Um, but she at least knows how to navigate around it, yeah. and she does her best. Yeah. I just can't give her a full five because she's a bit, like, out okay. there for me. Okay. I give her a five out of five, yeah. actually. I found that that part of her mm-hmm. was actually very endearing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, like, I saw this a lot in, like, whatever comment sections. Yeah. It's like, you know, she's she's going places. She's not going to college, but she's going places. <laughs> You know, that kind of comments, you know, I see that a lot in like TikToks or like YouTube, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I kind of see her as like, she's street smart. Yeah. She is, so she is willing to learn. She's willing to change herself. Mm -hmm. She's willing to admit her mistakes, right? Yes. Painstakingly. Yeah. So when, when she was steering off Ty from Travis, I think that was a big mistake, you know, because you can see definitely like the spark between the two, but then Sherry just decides that she thinks that she know better Mm -hmm. and tries to, but then afterwards she, she realized, Mm -hmm. right, that like, oh, maybe I don't know everything, right? So I, I, I admire the whole self-reflective part of her that she's willing to admit her mistakes. And then even with her arguments with high mm. she doesn't just like so well she doesn't even explode it right she went through she went she doesn't and, project her yeah, feelings she doesn't project people, right? and then she so she walks she thinks about it right she mm. is trying to process everything mm. and then like she comes to the realization oh i did this because i love josh yeah you know so i admire that part about her but a, a lot fair. of it is just like she's very like like i should say street smart not really street smart because she got mugged at gunpoint, so she's, she's resourceful. She's resourceful. She have a good heart. Yeah. She has the she her heart's in the right place. Mm. So I think I still want to endear that part of her. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Okay, okay, let's move on to the male lead. What do we want to give the male lead a score on? Oh, Josh, this I gave him a five. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I gave him a five. A lot of this also has to go with casting. Um, but if we put Paul Rudd on the side and we'll just focus of like his performance as Josh, this character is very, very good for Cher. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if I can put my feelings on the back burner about the whole like potential incestuous relationship, although I get it, it's not incestuous, um, I think he's good because like he balances her out. Um, yes. It, it takes a lot in a relationship uh, to be able to like call out your partner, but do it in a way that's respectful, that's yeah. appropriate, that doesn't like undermine them. Yeah. But still be supportive in the same way, and I think he's able to do that. And yeah. a lot of it is also the delivery in which he does that, because you can kind of see him as a little bit snobby or like Mister Always Right, and that can be really annoying. But he does it in a way that it's cute, and like you still admire him after. And so I think that translated very well through mm-hmm. the continuation of the plot. And so, yeah, stellar job there. Okay. I, I actually give him four out of five. Really? You know why I dock a point? Because the fact that he's her ex-stepbrother, right? Yeah. And then, like, we've been doing, like, H-Math 
in our head uh, is like, oh, is he a freshman? Then how old is he? Cher is 16. And then really the like whole... 18, 19. I know, but like, because we had to guess, you know? Yeah. Like the age part of it. Yeah. The how long they're married for. When did they first met each other? Uh, which yeah. then kind of potentially makes it weird. But however, aside from that, which then, uh, that's why I dock a point for. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from that, yeah. he is... A very well-rounded character. Mm-hmm. He grounds Cher, mm-hmm. and then I feel like if, if, if Josh can, well, I guess like show Cher, mm-hmm. right? What it's like, like there's more to this world rather than just your learn. She will listen, and yeah. then she, and then they'll both can become a better people, yeah, better, be- better persons, <laughs> you know. And the, I love the fact that even like it's like eleven or whatever, yeah. she'll call Josh and on a payphone. And then he's in the middle of making out with some girl, and he's willing to let to leave that right, and to pick up this your ex stepsister mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere, right? And then yeah. like without question, yeah. right? So he just says like, "Well, you'll owe me." But then he left. You know? Yeah, he's like a decent dude. Yeah, and then he t- he takes his date home. He doesn't really abandon the date, you know? So he even, like, even without the whole fact that he had, like, a whatever feeling for Cher, mm-hmm. he's still a decent dude. Yeah. Right? He takes his date home, takes, like, takes care of the... He dances with Ty. He dances with Ty. Um, oh, brownie point. Brownie point. What did they call it? Brownie point in here? Duckets. Okay. <laughs> anyway, next point. Uh, next point. Next criteria <laughs> is the main conflict. What did you give the main conflict? A score of nada. I gave this a four. And I, I think that's kind of what's hard when you're doing adaptations. Is it's not necessarily any original source material, right? Mm-hmm. So you're you're obviously redoing a story and you're just trying to make it in a different perspective or in a new vantage point. I think they did really well. I think this is probably one of the most successful remakes of a movie or a book or etc. Um, but that means that it limits you in kind of the direction in which you can kind of take that. Mm-hmm. And so I think we can we kind of know what the movie's going to look like because you know that she's going to play matchmaker and mm-hmm. you know that it's going to blow up in her face and then mm-hmm. you know that she's going to end up with someone that she would have never match made herself with. Yeah. Um but I think it's it's good because that's kind of one of the beauties of a rom-com is like all of those things that you think you'll hate you end up coming back to loving and so that sort of predictability gives you this like comfort um that that familiarity is what you know allows you to connect with these characters and keep coming back to this movie but in terms of the conflict yeah it's like it's good it's not perfect but a four out of five is pretty good. Okay, well, I actually give this a five out of five. Yeah, and I feel like for the for the time mm-hmm. that this movie is being Fair. released at, and they handled with a lot of like uh, issues, you know. Yeah, and then they did it pretty well, you know, mm-hmm. with the with the whole high school hierarchy, <laughs> uh, ha- having a like mistaking a gay guy for a straight uh. guy. You know? And then, yes. like, all of this somewhat trivial conflict. Yeah. But it's all very, like, real, too. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so so that's why I give this a 5 out of 5. I think it's just excellent writing. Mm-hmm. That And then, like, even each of this conflict, right, it kind of, like, works well in a flow. And then it all works out. Like, Cher started at one point, and then she goes through this whole whatever, whatever, whatever. And then she ends up in a much better place. And yeah. then... 
So I think I give it a five out of five cool. because of that. Yeah, and that's why in the next criteria, character development, I give Cher a five out of five as well mm. because of her. Well, it's in conjunction with the last point, right? With her conflict, she handles that well, and she develops like mm. major growth. Yeah, she still don't know how to drive, but she develops major growth. <laughs> yeah, I gave this a four. Okay. Um. I agree that she changed, like changed a lot about herself, and does it for the better. Um, but in a in a story that has this many characters, I don't know that anyone else really developed much. Mm. You know, they they pretty much stayed the same. I guess you can say Josh developed a little bit because yeah. he can come to come to terms with like his feelings for her. Yeah, and I feel like kind of Ty also develops in a way. But you know what my thing with Ty is. I don't know that she's ever really come to a realization of what she wants herself to be mm. outside of the tutelage of Cher. Mm. And so even like her getting with with Travis almost. And again, they do this a little bit differently in Emma. But like uh, the thing is, even when she gets with Travis, Cher is kind of... Giving her okay with yeah. it. Yeah. And, and so I don't know that that's really a development. I think it's... I think it's room for improvement, but I don't know that Ty really. But I feel like it's it's a it's a step in the right direction of following her heart mm-hmm. and basically like not following what Cher dictates as uh, the best for her life. But then also Cher realized that she can't just steer the new girl mm-hmm. around wherever she wants it. And then I feel like Dion and Murray also shows through because in the beginning their relationship was like. What is what was the word that you use now? Juvenile. I think is, I agree with yeah. that. Their relationship was like, <laughs> yeah, but then they they kind of develop a much better relationship well, moving. Forward. I mean, they they grow, but they're still they're still them, right? They're still yeah. that version of them. Yeah, but they're, they're an all... elevated version of the version that they were in the beginning. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I can see like a lot of changes, and so let's just say. They develop. It's not transformative. At least for me. Okay. I can agree with that. Let's move to the next criteria. Which is gonna be probably the same thing that we talked about just now. Yeah. Is the supporting characters. Yeah. I actually will stand and say, like, I give the supporting characters a 5 out of 5. You know, it's a very good cast that they choose. Yep. And I don't know. Maybe this is because I watched the behind the scenes or (laughs) that I watched the movie like five times yeah. over my the course of my lifetime that I've happened to like get to know each of the mm. class. <laughs> Plus like you know like even the supporting characters like the teacher, Mr. Hall, he was mad funny. You know? So it's like he's he's funny and even the dad yeah. the dad was super funny. Yeah. It's like what did he say? Like uh I got a forty five and a shovel. Yeah. Nobody will miss you if you're gone. <laughs> Right when 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 Christian was trying to take out Cher, yeah. that's why he said. So I, I give the supporting characters a five out of five. I gave them a four. There's again, there's a lot of moving pieces here, and so you get a lot of those moments where you can connect with the side characters. You don't get a, a lot of time, mm-hmm. so I would have liked to see some growth in Dion more than what she got, and even Ty. Um, the thing again with Ty is like, you see her developing, you see um, Cher kind of taking her under her wing, and then she kind of disappears for a little bit, and then she comes back later when it means that like Ty is supposed to be a threat to Cher, 
And so I don't know if that's just like the way that it worked out in editing. I don't know if perhaps they just needed to cut out a certain plot line yeah. or etc. But for some reason, this movie just stood so well. Even like when they did like a remake for the TV mm-hmm. series, right? The whole plot of this movie is just like, it's tight, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I think portions of that have to come down to casting. I think a lot of it just has to do with the professionalism of this team and how they knew from the outright what these characters were supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of moving parts. Okay. The next criteria is the uniqueness. So we want to define uniqueness because we always like got confused about like what should we define uniqueness by. It's like, can we replicate the feeling that we get from this movie with, an, ed, right. with, with another movie, mm-hmm. right? And I actually give this a 5 out of 5 because for me, Clueless is just a very genre-defining like piece. Mm-hmm. Plus, even if you watch Emma, mm-hmm. I feel like it's it doesn't give you the same feeling like if you watch Clueless. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I still enjoy Emma, the new Emma. I haven't watched the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma, but I watched the newest Emma with uh, Anya. Mm-hmm. And I like that. But it doesn't give me the same feeling, even though it's technically kind of the same plot, you know? So that's why I give it a 5 out of 5. Well, that's for me. You watched Clueless before you watched Emma, right? Yes. Yeah, that's why. No, and, and I think that makes complete sense. Yeah. And so for me, the uniqueness, obviously because this is an Emma remake, and I know knew of Emma before Clueless, because mm. I actually didn't watch Clueless until like later in my teens. Mm. Um, I ended up watching Emma first. Because, and this movie came out when you were born, basically. Yeah. So it's... <laughs> yeah. Um, it makes sense. <laughs> but, and I will Google this, I think Gwyneth Paltrow's Emma also came out around this time. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe I should watch that. And... And again, I'm not saying Gwyneth Paltrow is the best Emma, but I, th- I think she did she did relatively well. Um, but the, some of the things that were missing for me in Clueless were because I knew what it was like uh, in Emma. Okay. And, and so those types of um, correlations yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like take away or subtract from one as opposed to the other. But I think both are good. Um, I think I can replicate the feeling by watching even Gwyneth Paltrow's okay. Emma. And because of that, I knew kind of it wasn't going to be as unique because okay. I, I understood the replication of the story. But even Anya's um, Emma, the comedy is kind of still there. Mm-hmm. And it's not one of those like, well, it's still a moving love story, but it's not like a Pride and Prejudice type of feeling. Yeah. And so it's cute. And I know I can go either to Clueless, which I can't because it's not on any streaming site. <laughs> I can at least watch Emma on HBO Max, either one, Gwyneth or Anya. Oh, the Gwyneth one is on HBO Max? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why they got the Anya one. Because I think they got the rights to... um, Okay. Yeah, Gwyneth first. Well, anyway, what did you give the uniqueness? Four. Oh, oh, four. Okay. And last but not least, let's give the ending a score. So for the ending, I actually give this a three out of five. Really? You know, even though I love the whole, like, they put, like, a nice bow, Mm. like, on everything. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the movie should have just ended during after the whole staircase scene. Really? Because for huh. me, the whole wedding scene like is kind of weird. As like, why would all of the high school students, including their plus ones, going to their high schools high school teachers' weddings? And I bet like weddings in Beverly Hills are expensive. Mm. Plus, they're doing it on a teacher's salary. Mm. And it's just like, it doesn't make any sense for me. And then like, 
Cher is the bridesmaid, and mm-hmm. then technically they weren't supposed to know that Cher was the one who set them up, mm-hmm. right? But they, I mean, they did know. Uh, well, guess. oh, the teachers. The well, teachers. The, the students definitely knew. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, for some reason, the whole high school, or maybe they got married at the school. Let's say that or something. Well, it's just like, no, and then, like, you're, you're just, like, married. You're getting married, and then your students are there. Yeah. And then your students are the ones who's crazying over your bouquet. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Yeah. I know. So I get the fact that it gives like the movie a nice little bow in and give them a glimpse of what happens after their whole love declaration on mm-hmm. the case, right? So it's like it's okay. Yeah. It's not the best. I would appreciate to see like a whole epilogue of like O'Shea going to like college and then okay. like Josh is like helping her or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aside from the wedding. Well, anyway, that's why I give it a three out of five. I get it. Yeah. I gave this a five. And, okay. And I know, again, I'm making a lot of allusions to Emma and I do recommend anyone to watch it. Um, either one, Clueless or Emma. But here's the oh, thing. Oh, the Gwyneth Emma or the Anya it, Emma? Either one. <laughs> all, of, all three are good. Here's the thing. Emma, both movies and in... Well, actually, I have to finish the book, so don't quote me there. At least in both Emma movies, you end with a wedding. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, So, in Emma, the married couple that Emma had match-made are the Churchills, right? Mm -hmm. So, it's her old governess, who is, again, like a teacher, and, like, this older guy who is in their community who had been widowed. So, they are already married, and that's how she creates her matchmaking business quote-unquote because of the success of this couple i think the reason why they did it in clueless is because both of those emma movies ended with her getting married to mr knightley emma herself and obviously that's not age appropriate she's 16 yeah that's why they she was like oh ask them Mm -hmm. okay okay so marriage throughout this whole thing it was more so like okay Mr. Hall and Mrs. Geist haven't yet gotten married, but they're together. So it was just kind of like the best way to end it. It's like everything's coming full circle. So her matchmaking career has, even in Emma, her matchmaking career was only of one couple. So you got to give Cher her one couple and it's them. Okay. So I thought that was like an ingenious way of doing it because it took us around to wait for that moment. Okay. I can stop it. And then you know what? This is a funny story. Actually, before any of this, before any of the Emma movies, right, me and Regina, well, actually, it was my initiative that we wanted to start reading Emma, (laughs) and then we want to read one chapter per week. I got the books, I sent it to Regina, and then, of course, I didn't read my part, y'all. So, it it was ended on halt. I still have the Emma book on my uh, bookcase. Look, I got sidetracked myself, and I'm only on chapter 10, and it's been two years. yeah so we will hopefully finish it soon well yeah so hopefully so i can i can see why why it's a it's a genius way to wrap it up yeah and i guess it's all due to the director and the writer right they they did it in a way that you can actually pay homage to the movie yeah and or the books probably (laughs) the book yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay so let's give this a final score so all of the the points should have totaled a hundred points mm-hmm. for both of us, and my part is forty-seven. And what? Oh, mine is a forty-four. Yours is a forty-four. So this movie already have a ninety-one percent from us now, and then we can give uh, extra credits for any of the parts that are not mentioned before. 
So, and we can give a maximum of three points each. Mm. But what is your extra credits now, if there's any? I'm sticking with fashion. Oh, me too. Yeah, I was about to give my point to, for for the fashion, and I, I think I think we know exactly why. There's a reason why Clueless is iconic, and I don't know who styled this movie. I don't know who the designers are. I'm not sure if it was intentional that they were gonna do it this way, but I guess like they knew that because you have such grand characters, you needed to have what it looked like be the same level of grandeur. And but it's not like in your face. It's not like things that you would never ever want to wear. It's still things that even today people are trying to imitate Cher yeah. or imitate um, portions of like how she carries herself or etc. And yeah, I mean, I have a dress. I have like a yellow plaid dress, and that's specifically because I watch Clueless, and you know, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, I give my extra credit for the fashion as well. Right. You know, I have to say there is not a single like look that uh, share of shares, yes, of share in this movie that I wouldn't wear personally. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like any of her look is something that I thought, well, oh my god, that's cute. Yeah. I would love to wear that. You yeah. know. Maybe not so much about her friends. I well, I do commend the I guess the experimental factors mm. of it. You know, her friend Amber Ugh. have some really weird fashion choices. Ugh. But you know, in a way, I was like, I can respect that. Yeah. If, if you you feel confident in wearing that, then sure. But yeah. any look of shares, mm-hmm. I would gladly wear any day. Mm-hmm. Right. Though, like, it's just mm, perfect. So that's why I give it my extra credit. Even, even some of Dion's are like... Yeah, yeah, some of Dion's yeah. as well. You know, I'm not very fond on hats. And then Dion yes. seems to be very fond of, of hats. hats. Right. Yeah. yeah, so... All good. All good, all good. <laughs> you know, the outfit part of it, you give your extra credit, I give my extra credit. Yeah. It's okay, it, it's worth the two-point extra credit yeah. anyway. So it brings us to a total of 93%, Ooh. which give Clueless... An A, yeah, minus. No, an A in our book. Yeah. No, let's let's not worry about the minus. A, <laughs> great yeah. A in our book, and that wraps up the whole uh, five five, e- five five episode series yeah. of the teenage rom coms that we grew up with. So probably we're gonna take a couple weeks from recording after this, y'all, to recuperate. But we'll be back with another five episode series whenever that may be. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully you have a good break and then you can always re-listen mm-hmm. to our episodes. As you should. If you so desire. And I probably have to go watch Emma with the Gwyneth Paltrow one now. Now that we've mentioned it so much. You know, we've never have a... A review where we we mention other movies in conjunction. With yeah, like we're keep, we're constantly saying like Clueless, Emma Gwinnett, Emma Anya together. So they're like a three part series. Mm. If you have a long weekend, go watch that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all three, all three, all three. All right, have a good one, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. See ya sometime soon. <laughs>